Welcome to Katie on the Couch. I'm Katie Nicole, and here on my couch, we talk to people from all walks of life about confidence, body image, self-esteem, and provide tips and insights from their experience to give to you. So take a cuppa and enjoy. Hi, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Katie on the Couch. You can see that I'm in the virtual world today. I'm on my couch, and you can see that I have the beautiful Jalise Lee Brown on stage with me today, sitting on my couch to have a chat about all things confidence body image she's actually specifically a, a teenager and children's confidence coach which is absolutely wonderful to hear because to get to get younger people involved in this kind of movement is absolutely fantastic she's about to hit 40 later on this year in november so that's a big milestone for her she's a former journalist so she's done radio and tv shows and, and presented the news she's a lover of life she's somebody who absolutely adores life and and, and what i love that she wrote in her bio, bio to me she, she tries her best to high-five the low points in life because they give her clarity, focus, and strength. She loves writing books, and she's got plenty more to come out of her yet. So please welcome to Katie's Couch today, Elise. Hello. Hi. Thank you for having me. You're welcome. It's an absolute pleasure. I'm, I'm absolutely stoked to have you here today on the couch. And, and first, first of all, you're calling, you know, we're having a conversation across many different continents. Where are you today? I am in a little village in Yorkshire in the UK. So tucked away in the countryside. And if you're lucky, you may hear a tawny owl um, because I have a tawny owl right outside my window in my office. Amazing. And just, you know, the beautiful power of technology bringing us together. It's now 10 p.m. at night in Yorkshire. For it is. And it's 7 yeah. in the morning. So I'm having my first cuppa of the day to say Mom and Jelly is probably getting ready to uh, settle down into bed at some point. Definitely. My, my children are all tucked up in bed. My husband's checking on them. So yeah, once they're, once they're awake, I can go to sleep. <laughs> That's exactly right. And, and, you know, my whole household is asleep, so I'm hoping I don't wake anybody up. But <laughs> this is part of the fun. I love it. Good time zone. So again, thank you so much. I would love to know, you know, you've lived such a rich life already. I would love to know what brings you here? What brings you here to have this conversation today on the couch? Yeah, well, it's, I've, like you say, I've had so many things happen in my life. And when you look back, hindsight is a wonderful thing. So yeah, we, we met, didn't we, um, in a group because obviously we were so committed to helping people love who they are and follow their own passion and just to sort of shed all of those negative doubts, the self-talk, everything like that. Just be who you want to be and be happy being you. So we connected in that way. Um, yeah, and I mean, I've spent over a decade coaching women in particular, just helping them go for their dreams and love who they are. And in that time I was coaching them, every, one, every single one of them had had issues from being a child. So something had been said to them, just one thing in some, some of their cases, which had really knocked their confidence, their self-worth, and they hadn't been able to let it go. So more recently I've been coaching children and teenagers because that's the key part for me. That's the crunch of when this negative doubt, the self-doubt, the self-talk um, can kick into place. Very much so. It's, it's, it's so, so important. I mean, you're right. I coach women 
all the time. That's that's what I do. I coach, I coach women. And, and you're right, every single time we have a conversation, you know, I was just talking to one of my interviewees yesterday and they said that they had a moment as a child where their dad very playfully um, would, would pat her tummy and say, what have you got under there? Is that a watermelon? Yeah. And, yeah. and even though he didn't mean it maliciously, he didn't put it there. She took that forever and, and has taken on that in, in her life and had to have actually overcome it, this watermelon remark. She was four when it happened. And, and carried it for, for forever. So I love that you're, that you're deciding to, to go ahead and actually help those kids and, and teenagers when it's happening, because that's my yeah. part. Yeah, and the sad thing is, it's not just the men that are making these comments. Just oh. last week, I was, um, a mum got in touch with me and she said, there were six-year-old girls in a school and one of the mums had made a comment where the girls could hear saying, why they're putting on weight, aren't they? And it was a fellow mum and you just thought, oh, what is that doing to them? Um, but yeah, you mentioned obviously the tummy. I'm 40 in November as you picked up. So I, I think I'm hitting the perimenopause. And um, it was time of the month for me recently. My six-year-old came up to me and said, mummy, and jiggled my tummy said, where's that come from? <laughs> so, <laughs> so you do. So we get it from all walks and we get it from unfortunately the people who are supposed to love us the most yes and you know what's really interesting about that is that as a kid the kid isn't part placing any judgment on that no you know it's it's us and our preconceived ideas and and society tell you know the mum saying to the six-year-olds or you know getting overheard to say that yeah putting on weight it's like well aren't six-year-olds meant to isn't that a thing yeah, uh, yeah. right yet we have these judgments on on being big, it's still such a, a taboo thing that the growing big that that being being a shape that isn't tiny is considered is considered a bad thing. Absolutely, absolutely. And I used to dance from the age of three right up until sort of I was twenty. So I appeared in lots of shows, and I was never the skinny dancer, the skinny beautiful ballerina. I was never that person. And I remember one comment to me was by you've got rugby players legs you should play rugby not dance yeah. <laughs> and I just turned it back and said well they're strong so they're strong in the tones thank you very much so I'll take that as a compliment yeah. and and you know what I'm hearing from you there is the ability to be able to teach our kids and our teenagers and us as adults resilience so yeah. yeah because people are going to shit on you that's part of life and particularly when you're climbing a ladder whatever the ladder that happens to be the, the bigger that we get the more people are going to try to shoot on you. It's, yeah. It's part of life. And yeah. the, the resilience to be able to go when someone says, says, oh, you know, your thighs are huge, it's like, aren't they amazing? God, they're strong. <laughs> so to be able to do that, I think, is, is, a, is a wonderful flip. Yeah. Great way to, to do your language. Fantastic. So so tell me a bit about your story. Oh, I've got, you know, you, you had yourself down as a, as a teenager, which led you to be in poor relationships. Where, where you know, yes. cheated on you, treated you like crap. Yeah. You have made a decision that you wouldn't ever make anyone else feel like that way. And so you went into self-help. You, 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 you know, you studied various things from NLP, New Linguistic Programming, Psychology, Fitness and Coaching. And it's kind of led you to where you are now. Tell us a bit about your story. Yeah, I mean, you, you've hit the key parts, really. And it's only like I say, looking back, you realise that the, the times in your life when you just absolute hit rock bottom are the times in your life where you are the strong person that you don't think you are. So looking back, I would not change any of that 
at all. I would absolutely live it all again, no matter how hard it was. But yeah, teenage girl, your typical teenage girl. Everybody in my eyes were prettier than me, skinnier than me, more clever, more talented. And as much as I did well at school, I did. I ended up in a relationship, um, a few relationships where I was cheated on all the time. And I would look around and think, I, I just assumed that it was me. It, there was something wrong with me and I carried that through my life really and as much as I've done the coaching the NLP there are still times when I think you have those dips and you think it's me what am I doing wrong and that whole negative self-talk can kick in and um, but yeah I mean I followed I followed my dreams I did what I was supposed to do did well at school worked very hard got quite ill working hard didn't sleep got the dream job that everybody wanted me to have, including myself working on the radio, interviewing celebrities, living an amazing life, and I wasn't happy. And I just thought, you know what, this is not me. And you hit rock bottom, and I think when you hit rock bottom, there is truly only one way up, <laughs> basically. You've got to scramble out of that. So for me, I just became fascinated in self-help and realised it was my thoughts and how I felt about myself that was really keeping me down. So as much as those people in my past had hurt me, said mean things, made me feel like crap, it was me that kept on repeating that story. So it was up to me to change it. Um, so yeah, so I gave up the job um, and studied what I wanted to do. And despite everybody saying, ooh, you're giving up a really secure job. Ooh, what happens if this happens? What happens if this happens? I just plodded on and started to listen to myself for a change instead of everybody else. Oh, I love that. <laughs> I think that there's so many people don't have the courage to do that because, because we keep, we're too busy telling ourselves the story. I love that you mentioned that, that, you know, I was just working with a client yesterday and, and you know, that the, they had had two really great weeks between us talking and then we talked again, some big stuff came up and the following two weeks were crap. Yeah, you know that they're like I don't know what happened. You know, I'm just taking a slide, and, and it, as it came out, and it, and it may have seemed harsh at the time, but they stopped taking responsibility. They stopped yeah. realizing that it's their life, man. This is yours. Like no one's making it for you. No one was making you be a radio, TV presenter. No, no, no. You know, no. Your and life. it wasn't. And I realized that. Yeah, I thought. As, looking back at the relationship, relationships in particular, I thought I was obviously attracting the guys who didn't think I was worth anything because I didn't think I was worth anything. So I was absolutely attracting like for like. So, I mean, I get, I've got clients and I say to them, look, if you want a relationship where you're loved and you want this happy life, do you love yourself? Do you enjoy spending time with just yourself? Because if you don't, you're not going to get those guys that you want. So just forget about them and start to do what makes you happy first and foremost and get to know yourself um, and that's what I did on that journey I got to know everything that I was rubbish at everything that I thrived at everything that I wanted to do how I like to look how I, what I wanted my obituary to see I did all the exercises so that I could really get to know me and what I wanted to do so that gave me the confidence when somebody said oh but that could go wrong and I would say, so what? If it goes wrong, I would rather know rather than lying on my deathbed thinking, I wish I'd tried that. 
So <laughs> nobody, nobody lies on their deathbed thinking, man, I wish I stayed in that shit job longer. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I wish that I kept being with people who cheated on me. That would be amazing. No, nobody wants that. That's, that's absolutely standard. And I, you know, and I love that. One of the things that I teach my clients as well, straight off the bat, is you have to get to know yourself. People yeah. say, oh, but I don't like who I am. And then so I go, okay, cool. Well, who are you? Yeah. It draws a blank. I don't know. Okay, well, we got to start there. Because how, how do you expect to like somebody, let alone love somebody, who you don't even know? Exactly. It's, it's yeah. And I dug this out for the interview. This little book. What is This it? is what... This is, this is the little book that I wrote when I was at rock, rock Bottom. So, um, and it says at the front page, this is the start of a new you that is happy, positive, confident, and easygoing. Inside here are all the dreams you want to achieve, so go for them. You only get one life, so do the best you can to make the most of it. Wow. So I was a teenager, and I've written who I admired, how I like to look, what I wanted to achieve, and do you know what? I never ever thought I could do what was in this book, but I've got so many ticks <laughs> for what I wanted. And that's how it started, this little notebook that I bought in a shop when I hit rock bottom thing. This is my new story. So if I can do it, anybody can do it. It's we have all got the power to change who we are and to get to write and decide on who we want to be. Yep. I love that. That, that. Thank you for sharing I, the, the amazing quote that I, I posted recently somewhere on social media that uh, you, you can't write the new chapter until you've stopped reading the old one. Yeah, yeah. We spend so much time rereading, going over the old stuff. And, and that's why I love coaching in NLP because it's, it's so much about future-based. It's, it's how. How do we change? Sure, we recognize why we do what we do, but it's not anywhere near as important of how do we change it. Like, yeah, yeah story over and over again i just want to get on with changing it so so, so tell me jelly i'm really curious in your words for you what is what is self-love self-love it keeps on coming up for me self-acceptance in order to love who you are you've got to accept yourself as a whole so i used to use the things that i was not good at as kind of um sort of ammo for myself really mm. so yeah so I think for me it's to be whole and to accept all of my faults all my flaws my weaknesses as one and still like who I am so being able to look in the mirror and think I still want to be me yeah yeah interesting that you say am I what do you what do you mean by am I well it's just like I say you can get into the habit of automatic thinking and for me even now, despite everything I know, there are still times, I call them the wobbles, you can still have a wobble where it's like, yeah, it's like somebody's actually got, I mean, my six-year-old is obsessed with Nerf guns. I don't know if you know these Nerf guns that fire out foam bullets. Yep. It's like somebody's shooting this, these foam bullets in your head. You're not good enough. You can't do this. You're so rubbish at that. Bang, 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 bang. Mm. And that's what it is. It's the ammo. It's, it's that negative chit-chat that constantly can stand out and be really, really loud. And it's automatic. So it's taking that time of thinking, hang on, stop this. I can change the record here. So yeah, and it is. I mean, each wobble I've had over the years, it's all been down to me. And it's that little ammo, the little mind monkeys, whatever you want to call them, that you start to listen to and you start to believe. 
Yes, definitely. So then what do you do in those times when it does come? I, I think that, and I mentioned this before in a, in a couple other episodes, that what a lot of people misconstrue self-love and self-acceptance for is that we are bulletproof, that we always yeah. feel that way about ourselves. Um, but, but in those moments of self-doubt, in those moments where you where the, the ammo is being hit, the, the, monkey, the mind monkeys, what are some tips and strategies that people could use in order to help overcome that? How, how do you keep going? Yeah, first and foremost, recognise that the mind monkeys are there and that it's not the truth. Yeah, so first and foremost, recognise it. Um, another um, technique I used to use as a teenager is an elastic band. So popped an elastic band on my wrist and every time I thought something negative about myself, I used to ping it. Yeah. As I said, it was better to have that little flicker of pain instantly as opposed to a lifetime of pain thinking those thoughts over and over again so the elastic band um, now I meditate and if I do not meditate every day I can feel it <laughs> so the meditation and that's the teenage girls of course absolutely love meditating and it's quite funny because the teachers are saying to me you'll never get 30 girls in one class all quiet and meditating and sure enough I did. <laughs> the, the teachers came in the class. It was deadly silent. The girls were all chilled out meditating and it works. So yeah, meditation. I do daily yoga. Um, and again, if I don't do my exercise, I can really feel it. Yep. Um, getting outside. Mentally and emotionally, you can notice the difference. Yeah, absolutely. If I go a week without yoga or my exercise, I can feel the tension and the stress rising and I find that I'm very snappy and I'm very grumpy and I'm very negative straight away. So that's kind of my to-do everyday self-care package. Um, gratitude, you've probably talked about this a lot. Every single night before bed, even with my kids, what are we grateful for today? Just tell me one to three things. I mean, I, I lie in bed most nights and I go through 10 things as I'm falling asleep. What am I grateful for? And, but yeah, with my kids, we do at least one to three. Um, Self-care. I have been terrible when it comes to sleep. Um, we, I always just try and go on and on and on and on. And again, if you don't have your sleep, then you haven't got control of your thoughts because you, it's like putting the sunglasses on and the whole world looks dark. <laughs> so you haven't got that capacity or capability to actually recognize that what you're thinking is because you're maybe tired. So taking a nap when you need it, giving yourself a break. Um, letting things go, really. <laughs> just thinking I've had enough so however you can do that as a teenager I used to write things down that were really bothering me and scrumple it up and I get a great pleasure and just go and putting it in the bin burning it if it's safe to do so anything that's sort of visually letting go um, and what's my other one also, diet, I found that, especially for my eldest boy who's eight, and myself, if I have a diet or a time, say Christmas time, when you get chocolates and things, if I have quite a lot of sugar, because I don't normally eat that much sugar, again, that can really affect how I perceive myself and others. Definitely, because you're, you're yeah. so, it's so mood-based. You know, you have a heart, Definitely. amazing, and then you crash. 
and and I think that when we don't pay attention to that, we we miss out on it. We don't actually we don't realize that it's happening all the time, but it is. Yeah. The up yeah. So so many gold things in there. You know, letting go was probably one of the biggest things that I had to do. So much so, I don't know if it's going to be backwards. But oh yeah! Wow. Yeah. It says uh, relax, let go, and celebrate. Fucking too much. Brilliant. <laughs> Um, literally a tattoo reminder. I had this, I had this moment probably gone four years ago. Now I was in San Francisco. I'd planned this amazing holiday for my 30th birthday. We'd gone to, to Vegas and the Grand Canyon and, and all, all around like Tahoe, a big road trip, th- three weeks around the, the West coast of America. And we get to San Francisco and I'd booked all the accommodation in advance. We get to San Francisco and we're in a, in a camper van and we arrive and we're really far out of town. And I didn't realise that we were so far out of town. I'd never been to San Francisco before. And what I'd noticed there, Leith, was that, that I had a big moment because I didn't want to stay there. I had this, mm-hmm. I didn't want to stay there because I wanted to be in the, in the town. I wanted to be in the centre of, of San Francisco. And we had to solve this problem on the spot of how do we actually get to somewhere and et cetera, et cetera. I sorted it all out. It was a bit of a drama, but I sorted it out at the time. But I noticed that I carried around that fake... Uh, mm-hmm. Like a, like a cross, I you know I actually had this visual of as I was walking around, I was holding him, and it was a cross like a an X, not a not a Jesus cross at this point. In time. Yeah, I was carrying it on my back as if as if I was burdened. Everything that I touched moving forward turned negative, and and, every, and when I looked behind me, on all the good things that I'd done on the holiday, all the amazing things that I'd planned, and it was successful, all of a sudden all those ticks were turning into crosses. And just the thinking of, of, of being, you know, I'm horrible, the bullets, you know, the ammo, the, yeah. the I'm, I'm horrible, I make mistakes, I suck. All of a sudden, all the good things were negated and, yeah. and all the bad things were, were amplified. And, I, you know, forgiving yourself is something that's massive. How do you think that you've sort of come to a point where you've been able to accept your mistakes or your failures? Because I know that's a big one for people. Yeah, I think... It's two is really the the letting go. What I do is I now I visualize it tying. I just lie down, think of what I need to let go, and I visualize tying it to a balloon, and it floating off in the distance, getting smaller and smaller and smaller. Right. And then there's also probably heard of it, the Hawaiian meditation, which I'm not even going to try to pronounce because I know I'll do it wrong. But yeah. That's it, yeah. So you just visualise people in a line who have hurt you in the past, who you need to forgive, including yourself, and you go down the line one by one, I love you, I forgive you, I'm sorry. In whatever order, just boom, 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 boom. And that was one of the most challenging things I've ever done, but one of the most powerful things I've ever done. And I always end with me in that line. <laughs> yeah, and, and so that's great when you've kind of got the time to sit down yeah. and, and do it when it when it happens in the moment you might be at work you're with the kids you're in, in a situation where you can't take the time to just stop do you yeah. you know do you have a do you have a five second tip that we can do to just stop and not have to wait until shit gets crazy in our head yeah yeah if things are going wrong and you just you know that you could escalate down that negative path and there's actually two things and it's both are just about stopping so the first one i had a realization just this week do you know the really cheesy mc hammer song where he says stop hammer time yeah, yeah. 
randomly that popped into my head just this week and I said to the kids stop happy time and that's all I did so it's like stop happy time and you start to think of the music and it just distracts you for long enough to start and jiggle to the MC Hammer dance so so that's what I've started to do recently um but there's but there's another one where you just either say release, 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 release over and over in your head mm. until you feel better. Or I count down from 17 seconds. And if that doesn't work, I keep on repeating it. So I'll start with 17 and then I just go backwards to one. And it's just that distraction to stop you in your tracks because that's all it is. It's stopping you in your tracks, realizing. And there's also the golden thread breath. I don't know if you've tried that before, no, where <laughs> it's a yoga breath and I used to teach yoga, well I teach yoga to children but I used to do sort of yoga for pregnant women, yeah. so I did it in that and I used it in my labours, it's basically just shutting your eyes, taking a long deep breath and imagining a golden ribbon is coming out of your mouth and it's taking you to whatever destination you want to be, absolutely, okay. so just so it's just controlling your breath. So in my labour, I imagined it was bringing me to my healthy, happy baby. When my kids now, who are six, eight and four, are screaming, it could be the time of the month, I'm feeling flabby. Ah, I just and imagine that I'm on a beach in Hawaii. <laughs> so that's all it takes. And, and, and I love what you're saying there. What, what were you saying about, about the stopping, the happy time, the taking you somewhere else, the 17 seconds? Uh, yeah, NLP, you would be familiar with this term about um, scratching the record. But yeah. We have this old record that plays over and over and over again in our head and, and it's so important to be able to A, be aware that it's playing because we do, we're generally so busy and we're so distracted. We don't actually, funnily enough, there's so much going on in here, we can't actually hear it. Yeah, yeah. Easy. We can only hear, you know, slivers of it. If we actually can be aware of what's happening in our head, and stop it somehow. The, re the stop the record. Scratch the record. So you can yeah. seventeen seconds if you blow the thread. If you, you know, stop happy time, which I love. <laughs> I'm totally going to use that. Then, then you then you scratch the record, and all of a sudden the yeah. old pattern that has been playing can't anymore, and you've just taught your ego how to retrain your thinking. Yeah. Talking of scratching the record, I noticed it was when my, my kids were really little and we were a toddler group and the kids were going mental, absolutely <laughs> off the wall and the mums just were looking thinking what can we do and I actually said, I'm a bit woo woo, is it a full moon, is something happening where all these kids are going crazy? And one of the mums went up to the CD player, she, she was an older mum, she'd had obviously older kids, and she just played a chill out, relaxing song. And immediately they changed the mood like that. They all started to do that. And so the power of music is really good. And if my kids are fighting, if they're refusing to get ready on a morning for school, some days I will, I'll just go up and put on a, what I call my power song. So I will have a sort of playlist on my iPod and I can choose the song that suits the mood and play that and it can change their mood in an instant. Mm -hmm. So if you're in the right frame of mind, then music can also help. 100%. I, my, my beautiful partner over my lifetime, whenever I'm feeling down the dumps unnecessarily, you know, when, when the bullets are coming and I'm just... Yeah. Ugh. 
that's kind of how yeah. I describe it. Like, just come on, get over yourself kind of deal. <laughs> They'll put on Barbie Girl by Aqua. <laughs> uh, and he goes nuts and he, he doesn't know any of the words, but he, he stomps around pretending that he's canned and then he makes me be Barbie. And there you go. It's, it's to get over yourself and be silly. Yeah, it is. Yeah. That power of if you want to change your state, if you want to move from something, put on the stupid song. And, you know, what I often find when he first puts it on, I resist it daily. Like, yeah. I'm like, no, no. And then I'm like, I'm a Barbie girl. <laughs> and I just start, I just start going crazy eventually, but I resist it in the beginning, but so powerful. Definitely. So tell, tell me now, you've obviously gone from having certain beliefs about yourself when you were younger, you know, to, to sort of changing your life quite dramatically, being successful, but then not happy so dramatically. What do you now believe about yourself? What are some of your core beliefs? My core beliefs all the time it is good to be me and that's what I've turned into my business because I look in the mirror and think would I want to be that person or not and no matter what's happening like I mentioned earlier I am still happy being me so that's one of them I also believe because obviously I've had hindsight and looked back to the difficult times a brilliant one for me at the moment is everything is always working out for me I don't have to panic I don't have to have the right answers I don't have to be this perfect person everything's just as it's meant to be everything's working out for me so that's a really powerful one because it's as if I've got this team of superheroes behind me who are egging me on and going come on you can do it because they they can see where I am in my life and I'm obviously not see the big picture so yeah so they're two two really powerful ones um also the fact I am loved because it I don't have to be loved by my husband or my kids because if, if you are a mum you know what it's like <laughs> the days I go mummy I hate you <laughs> I don't have to rely on them to love me because I do absolutely love who I am warts and all yep. so yeah and it's taken a long time it doesn't happen every single day but I think you also accept that nobody's perfect. Everybody has ups and downs. And if you can absolutely look in the mirror and just smile and be happy with what you've got and what you're doing, I think that's it for me, yeah. 100%. I think that that feeling that, that everything's happening in my favour. Yeah, definitely. Even when shit hits the fan. Because, yeah. again, like I said before, it will. It's life. Uh, you know, even for myself, a hell of a month from relationships breaking down to cars dying to garage doors breaking to phones, dying, like a whole bunch of crazy stuff has gone down in my life. And I'm, you know, followed by a speeding ticket a couple of days ago because I was rushing. But, it's, but, but to me, it's all working in my favour. So yes, yeah. it's crap. You know, the, the, the speeding ticket the other day reminded me that I've been rushing. Yes. This perfect example to say, hey, Katie, look, you, you, you're not going to become aware of it yourself, but those flash flash of the camera, well, thank you very much for the lesson that you just taught me, albeit expensive. Yeah. A bloody good lesson. You know, yeah. there's always something working in my favour. It's funny, I think people in the personal development world, you've heard of the secret, right? The power, yes. law of attraction. Yeah. And, and people think the law of attraction is, I'm going to sit there and wait for the check in the mail. If I just focus on a check in the mail for millions of dollars, then I'm going to get a check in the mail. To me, the law of attraction works, but not that way. Yeah. It'll always give you what you need in order to prepare you for what you asked for. Yeah. So, you know, when you want more patience, 
the universe doesn't give you more patience, it gives you more traffic. Yeah. It gives you more opportunities to practice patience, right? That's Yeah, definitely. How the world works. It's uh you know, it'll always give you exactly what you need, not exactly what you want. And that's why I high five them. My husband, I, I told my husband I was doing a gratitude challenge and it was one of the exercises in there. And it was, you just high five whatever comes your way, no matter how bad it is, high five it. And he thought I'd lost my marbles that whole week, but it was brilliant. So yeah, the kids were throwing confetti, glitter, you name it. Everything was chucked off all over the house. And I was high five to that. It gives me the opportunity to do teamwork and get a clean house. <laughs> so, so yeah, you just got to high five it. <laughs> the low points. I think that's not, I'm actually going to turn that into a quote card and I will, I will credit you. That's amazing. I love that. How do you reinforce those beliefs? So that the belief that you have about yourself, that it's great to be you, that you love yourself. How do you reinforce that? And obviously you do your yoga and you look after yourself and, and you have gratitude. Yeah. Yeah, it's the gratitude. Um, the success journal. So my little pink notebook that I started, I still do that. And I will read through it whenever I've hit a low point. Sometimes I'll, I'll look through it. Um, I've also got into emotional freedom techniques or tapping. So I, I try and do that once a week as well. And I will repeat those for myself. And I've got an office. You can't see behind me, but I've got a little, um, you know, Christmas card, yeah. a little washing line. So the, the types of lines that you put your Christmas cards on, I've got a little card made up that I've made myself of the beliefs that I want to have regularly. So it's just a case of seeing them visually, repeating them. And when you do get down, going to the tips and tools that you know work for you because I was telling the girls just recently I could give them a whole host of tips and techniques that would pick them up but some of them would roll their eyes in despair and think oh my goodness I'm not going to listen to that song I can't stand it and so I was teaching them it depends on how you feel in that given moment and if you can go for the next best feeling that's, that's what you want to aim for in every situation, the next best feeling. So there's some days I could face and think, oh, I've got to do my affirmations. I can't bear to do affirmations if I'm having one of those days. It would just wind me up. So, yeah, so in those moments, it's kind of picking what I know would work for me and make me feel better in that particular moment in time. It's about having a really big toolkit. So yes. You know, because because the self love job isn't the same every day. You're right. There's no. where me sitting there going, all I, all the certainty I need is within me now, is pisses me off. You're right. Yeah. Like, oh well, no, because it's crap. So so you have to then well, okay, cool. Well then, I maybe I need to meditate now in order to help me maybe yeah. go for a walk. It's about having a really big toolkit to be able to then know which one or just try them out. There's exactly. Yeah. Now, yeah. What about this spanner? There you go, that one works. So on and so forth. And I think it's just about practice. So I've got them written down. But what we've done with um, previous clients, I've got just an old jam jar. And they've popped in a little post-it note of what works for them. So if they're having a really bad time, they just go to the jam jar and they pick it out and say, try this, no, try this, yes, that might work. And it's just going through it methodically. So with practice, you'll get to the stage where you can think, how am I feeling? How do I want to feel? Right, this is what makes me feel that way. And it's also forgiving yourself. So you're human, just sort of chilling out a little bit and thinking, 
I don't have to be this happy-go-lucky, self-loving person all the time. So it, it is, it's high-fiving the bad times because they give you clarity. They give you so much more power and strength than you realize. And when I first got into teaching happiness, I would really beat myself up if I woke up and I was tired and grumpy. Oh. It was like, what? <laughs> I expected that I needed to sleep with a coat hanger and constantly smile like this all the time. And I just said to people, that's not realistic. So um, I'm authentic. I'm truthful. If I've had a bad day, I'm going to tell you I've had a bad day and I'm going to tell you the exact steps. Sometimes it could be 10 steps to go through just to feel better. Yeah. But at least I'm doing it in the here and now. And like you see, carrying that big, heavy burden around with me for maybe a month or two months or longer. Yes. And I love, yeah. you know, allowing the sadness or the, or the, the emotion that isn't happy. Uh, you yeah. Know, for a long time, same, you know, being, being a coach and being responsible, I always felt I had to manage my state. I always had to, you know, if I, did, if I felt bad and I wanted to feel good, I should do something about it. Sometimes for me, Jelly, doing something about it is, is, is sitting on the couch all day. Watching, yeah. watching trashy TV. Sometimes <laughs> that's the self-care that I need. Yeah, exactly. And then when I allow myself that, I'll get to a point where I want to get off the couch. Like, <laughs> but if I resist the couch, if I resist it for so long, um, then I just fall into a heap and it becomes then this, I'm now guilty for sitting on the couch. So yeah. man, do what you need to do. Allow the space for the emotion to, to be. You'll get back up. I think that's where people don't trust themselves enough to get back up, but that's because they've never allowed themselves to actually feel the emotions that they, that they need to feel. And I think younger kids can teach us so much about managing state. Absolutely. My little four-year-old girl, she had something today where one of the boys said something to her and she wasn't happy. And boy, did she let them know. And it was like, that is not right. Boom, ah, screaming. But we just let her get it out. And I, and I teach that. It's, it is. It's like having a backpack and you've got a choice. Do you want to stuff this emotion down deep in your backpack and then pile loads more on top of it so it'll become explosion and really damaging? Or do you want to just deal with it and let it out in the moment? And sometimes that's the best thing. So, yeah, she was yelling, kicking, shouting. And then five minutes later, they were happily playing again. So <laughs> let it out in the moment. And I suppose let it out. We, we then learn how to resourcefully let it out because obviously when we're mm -hmm. at work perhaps going nuts and, and kicking and screaming and swearing at our <laughs> boss maybe maybe isn't the most um <laughs> but learning how to set healthy boundaries to go that's been crossed i need to express myself yeah i really have time being assertive and saying what they mean but when every time that we don't call someone out when they've crossed our boundary we're crossing you know we're hurting ourselves yeah definitely Hundred percent. So, so tell me, if you could give yourself at any age some advice, what would it be, and at what age would you give it? That's a very good question. Um, I think probably it would have to be eleven-year-olds because that's secondary school, so that's the time when you start to really compare yourself to others. And I think the advice would be just appreciate who you are, love yourself, appreciate who you are. That's it. Yeah. And that's what I've been telling the girls. Everybody's unique. Everybody's got special gifts. Stop comparing yourself to others. Just be happy being you because you are good enough. And, and you can't be anybody else. 
you know, part of, part of my journey of, of self-hate was that I desperately wanted to be someone else. So, you know, I, yeah. I, I, I always wanted to have uh, blonde curly hair and I have brown straight hair. My mum my let me bleach it, but she, but she wouldn't let me bleach and perm it because it would do so much damage to my hair. Yeah. It would just be yeah. bad. So I either had to be blonde with straight hair or, or brown with curly. And I didn't like either of those things. And, you know, yeah. but I have brown straight hair. So, so love, and you know what? It's so funny. The people with curly hair in my life would kill. Like this, this is how I woke up this morning. It's like, this is how I got out of bed and people yeah, yeah. Here. it's like just love what you've got love the fact that your DNA is so unique that and, and you, it's one in four trillion chance that you would be here mm-hmm. yeah. you know, you're you're you are a miracle that we even exist I would Definitely. love to, before we go I would love to know who you follow you know who what books do you love who do you, who, who inspires you what are some of your key books or key um, people? Yeah, oh, I've got, do you know what? My husband was laughing at me. He said, you have read so many books over the years. I'm just constantly just binge on self-help books and psychology books. I always used to joke I would be the Geordie because I'm from, from a place called Newcastle and it's the Geordie lingo. I always used to joke when I was a teenager, I would be the Geordie Oprah Winfrey. So (laughs) I could probably say Oprah Winfrey is amazing because she's not your stereotypical skinny, blonde, you know, successful person that's held up on a pedestal. She's human. She's got flaws. She goes for what she wants. She doesn't stand any nonsense. And yeah, she's real. So she's very, very much an inspirational role model for women everywhere, I would say. Um. Yeah, and you know what? I would say it's my mum, my mum and my auntie. It's got to be the, those people closest to you, and I truly believe that the people around you give you the greatest lessons. Yep. Um, my mum's one of nine children. Wow. She's got six brothers. She is one tough cookie. <laughs> exactly. I grew up in five, a family of five. and that was Yeah, nine in the family. So maybe I should see my grandma, but she, she died, unfortunately, before I was born. But yeah to think that you can sort of fend for yourself basically with six brothers there's (laughs) there's no um you don't cruise around and go my parents didn't give me enough time it's like they they did not they didn't have yeah Yeah. wow okay so 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 oprah do you have any books like what are you reading at the moment um what am i reading at the moment I'm actually reading. I've um, I've got a buddy, buddy coach. So um, because obviously I work by myself, I've got loads of women all over the world. We sort of egg each other on and say, "Come on, do this challenge." So I'm just reading a book by a, a lady called Jennifer Gilmore, and it's her book about escaping domestic violence. So that's what I'm reading at the moment. So it's really powerful. It's not what I normally read. I'm normally life coaching, psychology. Um, before that, I read The Habit of Breaking Yourself, I think it is, George Spencer. Oh, so yeah, it's a bit on, quantum on. physics. Yeah, yeah. I saw Doctor Strange at the cinema and I went, wow, I need to understand quantum physics. So I got this book <laughs> to understand it more. So yes, yeah, so I've just read that book. Now I'm reading, it's called The Isolation Junction. So yes, yeah, so she was in, a, uh, I think she was married, three children, domestic violence. So it's, it's her story about escaping that. Wow, very inspiring. 
Yes. Very much so. So one last question. One last question. If you could give any top tip or a, or a snippet of advice, uh, just a, just a sound bite for someone who, who feels that like they need more confidence. What yeah. Oh, in a sound bite. <laughs> I, know, right? I would say give yourself a break. Appreciate the good things about yourself and just let go. Let go of the bad stuff because you have the power to do that. Yeah, yeah. You've almost summed up my tattoo. Relax, let go yeah. and calibrate. <laughs> yeah. I've actually, I haven't got it on today. Today I've got one that says she believed she could, so she did. So I've got that one. Yes. I do have one which was bought for me when I had my baby, for my first child. And it just says, take a lovely deep breath in. And that's what it is. So, so yeah, when I'm wearing that, you can tell those are the days I need to control my breathing. <laughs> Definitely. Jellyf, it's been absolutely amazing having you on here. I, how, how do we get in touch with you? The listeners and the people that are watching at home, how do they get in touch with you? If they have kids, they have teenagers that they want to work, what, t- tell us a bit about your services, about what you offer and where we can find you. Yeah, no problem. I've got a website, so that would be the first port of call, and that's www.mrsmojo.co.uk. Um, you can actually sign up to a free happiness kit on there. So I've got free meditation, colouring in sheets, lots of little tips that you can do with your child to get happy. Mm-hmm. Um, my email address is coach at mrsmojo.co.uk. Mm-hmm. And if you fancy any of my books, I'm on Amazon as well, so you can search for my name on Amazon and see some of my writing. <laughs> and that's Jaleef Lee Brown. So Jaleef Lee Brown. Do you know what? I've got, I'll show you this one here. I'm in my office, so I have it. Amazing. The Happy Woman Fun Book. Yeah. Congratulations. That's absolutely Thank wonderful. You. you know, it, 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 it warms my heart so much to have so many people who are spreading, spreading the message of self-love. I think that, um, you know, for, for me, I very much feel that, that in order for us to heal the world, we need to heal ourselves first. And if there's yeah. no person around living life congruent with who we are, then, then the world becomes a much happier and better place. So from the bottom of my heart to yours, Jaylee, thank you for, for all the work that you do. You're doing absolutely wonderful stuff. And, and please continue on to, to do it as I know that you will because it's making the world a better place. So thank you. Guys, that's... That's about it from us. Another episode of Katie on the Couch. As always, you can you know you can reach. I'm going to put Jaylee's details in the show notes here. So down the bottom in the comments for YouTube and in the show notes for our podcast. It's been an absolute pleasure having having you on here, Jaylee. Thank you so much. Go check out her stuff. She's an amazing and incredible woman. So thank you so much. Pleasure. Thank you for having me. Pleasure's all mine. <laughs> thank you so much for watching. I hope that you've enjoyed today's podcast and YouTube show. It's been an absolute pleasure having you here. Thank you for your attention and thank you for your eyes and ears. Hope that you got a lot out of it today. If you do know anybody or if you yourself have an amazing story of confidence and self-worth, I'd love to hear from you. Just email loveyourself at moreconfidence.com.au. I will get that email immediately. I'll be in touch and we can see if we can get you onto Katie's Couch. Talk to you then. Katie, Katie on the couch.